A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Faber here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine, located at 845 State Road 207, or give them a call at 217-3778, or visit whalenbaymarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Now, the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show. I'm going to take you fishing, honey. You're going to love it. Brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Here to help you be the best you. Here's Captain Kevin Faber and Captain Scott Shank on 1010XL. Good Wednesday evening. That sounds weird to say that. You just say good Thursday evening. Yeah. Welcome to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. I am Captain Scott Shank. Kevin's in the woods. Just plain and simple, folks. It's going to be very tough to get him out of the woods for the next few weeks. Good evening, Captain Ricky. Good evening. And yeah. good for Kevin. No. Dude, he he texted me this morning, and uh, he's in the stand. And uh, I know this doesn't pertain, but whatever. Uh, it was, he said, 39 degrees, 38 degrees up there this morning. Wow. Yeah, we saw some, I mean, you know, I live inland a little ways. We saw, like... 50 degrees. Yeah. So. I got some friends up in like the Boone area in North Carolina right now, up in the mountains, and it was snowing there this morning. Wow. Yeah. I'm not ready for that at all. As I mean, I'm seeing you. You got a, you know, a, a heavy, well, flannel. we'll call it a flannel on. We got jeans on, and I'm still in shorts and a t-shirt because I cannot put them away yet. <laughs> I just hate it. I hate wintertime. I hate clothes. I don't like wearing 10 layers to go fishing. Usually means the wind's blowing out of the northwest or northeast at 25 knots Did and you, cold. Have you fished this week? I have not fished this week. No, I haven't. I was I was thinking about it on the right here. I can't even remember if I fished this week. I was no. running a little bit behind. No, but. no. Uh, I, I fished last Friday uh, right after the rains and stuff like that, you know, and it was um, tough. Had to kind of stay around, you know, stay around the inlet areas and stuff like that. Um we all did. Uh, I think there was four or five of us out down in St. Augustine. And we scratched and clawed. I mean, not a bunch of fish or nothing like that, but we caught some fish. Um, the water, the farther south you got, I tried to go down south. And, and by the way, there is no tide. It is in the grass every day this week. Yeah. There, it has. I mean, you basically are seeing... The bottom of the grass. You know what I'm saying? You're just maybe catching yeah. two or three inches of mud, but I mean, there's not an flood, oyster show in or flood nothing. Flood tide and then the low is the high tide. Well, it's not. It's just from all the rainwater still. Yeah. It hasn't flushed out. There was a cool picture that somebody posted on Facebook the other day that I saw that it was somebody stood up on the bridge and took it on the outgoing tide. Mm -hmm. Dude, if, talk about a tide line. If we saw that in the middle of summertime and stuff like that, it would be like. 
put out one rod and keep it close because you're going to stay busy. Tomorrow we're going to find out what fishing is like. Yep. Everybody and their brothers going. I've been on the phone all day. It was to rough today. I, really? Yes. Captain Guy Spears went out today. He had a six hour. Yeah. And um, took a little bit of spray. Wind was out of the west, northwest this morning. He said like 10 knots leaving. And um, he quartered it going out. Mm-hmm. Um, he went kind of sort of fished like the south end of things down, you know, not. He had a six hour. So he, I mean, he was Desco in that area out there. Yep. So uh, he took it on the port side. And on the way home, I called him. Because that wind picked up hard over on the coast, northeast, like 15. I mean, it was blowing. And I called him around 2.15 because he was doing it one. And this time of year, you know, there's not a lot of boats going out. So, especially smaller boats. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got a 27-footer. So, anyhow, I called, I called him on the phone. I checked on him. I said, you all right? He said, dude, I got Grundens from my top of my head to the bottom of my feet. He said, I am soaking wet from the bottom of my neck to my feet. Wow. He said it was all day, three to five, coming home, and I was at one o'clock. Um, that so, takes the fun out of it. Yeah, I'm, I, 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 I understand, but you know, you you got a front coming through on Friday. Yeah. So the window of opportunity is slim, at that at best. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, try it, but I'm just saying you, that wind's got to way switch all the way around. Tomorrow's supposed to be beautiful. They're calling west-northwest. I know they're calling west-northwest, but it's bouncing around a little bit. But I had a trip scheduled on Monday, and I, I, I was talking to my guys. I'm like, guys, it's it's supposed to be nasty. And they're like, you know, we're we're pretty tough. We're yeah, Marines, everybody says that. And, and they wanted to go, and I was like, you know, I... It's not really a safety issue as far as can the boat handle it. Yeah. It's more of a safety issue is can you stand up in up the boat? Up in it. Because this time of year, folks, we're, I mean, well, most of the boats are bottom fishing. The other half are sail fishing and tuna fishing. Yeah. A few mile he's thrown in. And the, I don't know much about the sail fishing, but I know that the tuna fishing has been pretty good. Tuna fishing has yeah. been, yeah. I mean, really good the, start what, I've, the what I've seen, the few boats that have gone out um, yeah. have done really well. Limits, yep. You know, and they're and they're fishing them till twelve o'clock, one o'clock, and then they go grocery shopping for an hour or so and come home. And it's that time of year when you never know when the you know the fall migration of of mahis. You you could you yep. could find a day and hit them just right. I, There's the a legend. few boats that had. I mean, yeah. nothing nothing huge. Yep. But I know that uh, well because we actually talked about it the other day. Whenever you said you were talking about going Monday, I said, "Whoa, wait a minute, hold on now." You know, uh, Captain Brian Middleton went out, and I guess. I think he probably caught maybe a couple on the troll because he had a couple tunas. Yeah. He, but it looked like most of those fish must have swam up to the boat when they were bottom fishing. Uh, I, I heard that they caught him trolling or, you know, I don't I don't know. I know he was trolling that Because he had like then, a dozen of them. Yeah. You know, I mean, nothing huge. I mean, probably the biggest fish is probably 15 pounds, you know, but yeah. Yeah, the there's most. enough of them out there. And and and, and uh, Captain Jason Hadges on the um, J-hook, he had three sails. Nice. That same day, Saturday or Sunday or whatever it was, whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever it was, Saturday or Sunday, when we had that window. I don't know. I remember because the wind blows one day and it gets somewhat pretty and then blows next. But so there's something to do out there. Yeah. If you could find the weather, and that's that's always the biggest thing. That's, that's the most important thing. You cannot go on your schedule unless. That's you know, what, exactly. That's what I was going to say. All these Mother people Nature. that we, call you. So, well, I need to go October 19th. That's no, you right. don't. 
you're going to go whenever I say we go because you don't understand. This time of year, it's not it's not June and July where you can pick a day and say, let's go. Yeah. Because it's always, for the most part, and it's, it's very pretty. And it's tough. You know, you got – so most of the time there's somewhere between four and eight people involved in trying to get a schedule together. Right. And, you know, it, it's it's just difficult to get out it's there. It's really – If the weather's not good, you can't go. I mean, it just – I, I mean, I, I, you have to have that kind of schedule where you have like a three-day window open yeah. so you can play with it. You know, and that's even what I tell people even in the summertime. Don't call me because you're going home tomorrow, you know, because you're going to miss out. I mean, God forbid something happens weather-wise or, or boat-wise or whatever. Give me – if you're here for the week, let's look at something – the third or fourth day you're going to be here. Don't wait for the fifth or sixth day looking to go, you know, and then the weather chokes us out, and then we're done. Oh, and Wahoo, we didn't talk about that. There's a there's a few Wahoo There's a too. few Wahoo being caught. They're still yeah. not huge fish, but, yeah. I mean, they're, they're, they're Wahoos. But the inshore bite has been, you know, getting better and better. The water temperature now is 70 degrees in St. Augustine. Yes. So, Real cold. Uh, I was just talking with somebody about that on the way here, my buddy Thomas, and he was saying that he, he think it's. Uh, uh, he said Brian Middleton told him it was eighty degrees in the Gulf Stream still, or eighty two in the Gulf Stream, and I don't know. Well, ours cooled is. off because of nine inches of rain and yes. the morning temperature. I yes. mean, honestly, on, and honestly, now that it has gotten cooler and stuff like yes. that, things. Should I mean, be, you got to think about it. It's shallower. It's all. I mean, so I, I, I get the 70. I mean, you yes. can have bright, sunny skies and get back to having west winds or south or southeast, and you wake up the next morning, it be two or three degrees warmer than what, you know, yeah. what it was the day before for, yeah, it's for inshore fishing and stuff like that. Um, the biggest thing that I saw that was pretty stinking cool is Mayport, has got a Spanish mackerel run going on at the tip of the jetties that is, well, we'll hear from Captain Chip Wingo because he partook in that today. So it's wow. a little bumpy. But, I mean, like two to four pound Spanish. I mean, big Spanish. Nice. So uh, he went out there and played with them. He said he just tied on a plain old jig head and just had them ripping it across the top of the water, and they were just eating the fire out of it between the jacks and the bluefish and, and big Spanish at the end of the jetties, he said, the farther you work back inside, then it was mainly Jackson Bluefish, more so Jackson Bluefish. I think this year is going to be an epic mahi run. I really do. I think this coming May is going to be... I hope, because there wasn't much of one last year. There was almost nothing last year. And, you know, I know that South Carolina got a pretty good bit of that yep. fish, that run, that, that, that push of migrating fish. But I think that I think there are going to be some big ones caught this year, too. Um, that's, that's, that's what I'm hoping. Um, cause you know, those fish, they, they, they do the full circle. They go, you know, oh, they, yeah, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. no, no, I, I, I get it. They migrate up and down the coast. I mean, I'm hundred percent and, and they go out into the sargasm sea and back around and, you know, it, it, yeah, sometimes they make it across this side of the Gulf stream. Sometimes they don't, but, but everybody said it. I mean, uh, my nephew fishes out of, out of Key West and they had a crappy year. I mean, oh, yeah. they didn't. They didn't. I mean, it was bad, 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 bad. Yeah. I mean, a few, a few schools of eighteen inch, twenty inch fish that they literally had to had to poke through to get a couple submarine, you know, mahis. But and we also uh, had bad seas. A lot of bad oh, seas. A lot, this year. and that's you know, I mean, but again, that's April and May when you're trying to play that game. Again, that's it's here. all about yes. windows. Yes. Yes. It's all about windows. And you know that always has a part in it too. But 
those fish could have went right by us, you yep. know. Yep. But, but I don't think, I honestly just don't think they came across, you know, years ago. And we don't fully understand the pattern that these fish run. And I guess maybe it's because they're not 100% patternable. But I can remember 10, 15 years ago, it was not abnormal to catch yellowfin tuna on this side. No, of no, 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 I agree. No, I, it wasn't a bunch. But I, you'd always hear of two or three yellowfins that got caught on this side. It wasn't a bunch. It was a, it's, it's a handful pretty, of them. It still happens, but it's super rare now. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I look at look at last year. I mean, talking about mahis real quick. I mean, I don't remember seeing many fish over 40 pounds last year. Oh, Lord, no. Heck, just getting a fish in the boat. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just saying. But, I mean, I mean. I man, averaged five fish per trip last year. That's terrible. Yeah. And what? Eight or ten trips that you were able to run? Probably ten, yeah. You know? And, I mean, that's in a two-month time period, and that was for everybody. So now that Wahoo season's about to hit us, and I, I guess it all depends on weather, and maybe we're in a, in a, I don't know the, I don't even know the weather terms, but La Nina and whatever, Nino, yeah, yeah, whatever yeah, that no, is. No, no, maybe, maybe we have another back-to-back years of epic Wahoo fishing. Last year was one of the best marches it was definitely the best yeah. wahoo season i've ever heard of long ways away to stretch that one out right now just like everybody calls you well what is the weather you think looking like when we go in two weeks i yeah. don't know about a week before the end of the the northeast florida wahoo shootout last year i got a call from somebody from south florida and they they made lures and they wanted to come fishing with me and and do a, a wahoo trip and i told them you know what the, i don't I, I don't want to turn down charters but Wahoo season's over with for us. We yeah. had our big push of big fish, and, and, you know, it's all over with. And then the last day of the tournament, there was – I don't know the exact numbers, but it was something like five to seven fish that were all over 70 pounds weighed yep. in. Yep. I mean, it was just a – so, you know, I don't know. Maybe maybe late March this year – or, well, that'll be next year. Coming up will be good. We'll, we'll see. see. I mean, it's one of those we'll see. The On the inshore side of things – there's been a huge uptick of sheephead and trout being caught out of St. Augustine, you know, as well as, I mean, Mayport, Captain Kirk Waltz had a really good catch uh, yesterday. I think he had a dozen. Uh, so, yeah. My son was fishing the dock lights this week and uh, just absolutely demolished the trout. Now, he did say that a lot of the fish were on the smaller side, yep. just barely legal in some yep. shorts. But he did catch one 22-inch fish. It doesn't matter. It just adds that extra oh, yeah. thing you could do, even on high water, throwing puppet corks or whatever you need to get done. I feel like know. we haven't had an honest trout season or trout run in. It's been it's some been years. it's been a, it's, that one's been a couple of years too. Yeah, at least out of us, out of St. Augustine. No. Yeah. No. And uh-uh. he was south. He was Matanzas no. down there. I but. mean, like I said, so far this. I oh gosh, I mean maybe three or four trout I've caught and have been by accident. I think yeah. I've caught them out on the jetties. Yeah, order. and that's what I I, I I don't think I've caught but one trout in two years. And now, let's be honest, I don't do a lot of inshore fishing right. anymore. But, right, um, Yeah, the trout are, are good. And then uh, I also just heard a report today that uh, a friend of mine lives over there on the Intercoastal Waterway said that he's got sheephead all over his dock. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that water temperature drop because again, fish last Friday and then, listen, you know, talking to the guys, once that water started really kind of emptying out on us and stuff it was 78 degrees and now it's 70 so the water must be pretty clean 
if it's coming be. in clean from yeah. i mean i'll see tomorrow but um from the, i mean talking to the other guys and stuff this week um today i know like again up by aunt kate's and stuff like that yeah it looked like bahama blue i was captain rob bennett told me he was up they him he went up there with a friend of his sight fishing and stuff like that on that high tide and uh they had some shots saw some drum on the flats saw some sheephead on the flats so they're still up and around moving around and still up on up, up there but that's you know he said the water was just absolutely gorgeous but you get south of 312 or up there where leon is and stuff like that i'm around the palm valley cascola area it's it's still we'll hear about it it's it's still real still real dark but the fish are there i mean they're they're mm-hmm. you just have to slow you have to slow your presentation down there ain't there there's no dragging and winding you know it's throw it up to the bank or whatever and just let the tide do the work for you don't don't touch the real handle let the bait soak as hard as it can as long as it can i know leon's been soaking a lot of crab chip's been soaking a lot of crab i am also a crab fan you know yeah i know you are i just i've never yeah i've just never so if you're going to catch a trout uh-huh. a, a speckled trout yep and you're going let's just say mid-tide what are you looking for you want clean oyster, water i want clean water and oyster beds oyster beds gotcha docks docks also this time of year mm-hmm. do really really well like on a on, on a on a mid outgoing mid incoming position yourself right there on the drop off of the docks find the docks that are not daytime yes yeah find the docks that aren't flat mm-hmm. but that are uh has that has that mm-hmm. ledge that starts breaking off of it, and we're, why, you, why is that? What what about the break is holding the fish? Is they just like to travel along there, and the bait washes through there, and you know, even though the, it sounded like the mullet schools kind of picked up this week too, finger mullet wise, they're kind of roaming roaming around a lot more on this on this moon. They kind of made a push, and wherever you start seeing mullet jump. Well, you know, or see the finger mullet school going down the going down the river, or whatever it may be. Yep, that's the that's depth. the strike zone area. Yes. You know, they're they're gonna sit. You know, they're not really gonna be inshore of them, but they're gonna be on that line or just out a little bit deeper where they can swim up, get whatever they need, and come back in. Now the flounder season's over. That you know, the flounder season has closed as of uh, Sunday. So we're the easiest thing to do with trout fishing. Me, what I do is I drop down considerably in weight sizes on my jig heads. No float rigs over the oyster beds? Or you oh, do- yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm saying if I'm fishing docks where the water's deeper. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And the same with sheephead. Yep. Either I'm going to go to like a one-off kale hook and like mm-hmm. a BB shot or two. Mm-hmm. And, uh, or I'm going to go to like an eighth-ounce jig head. And I just want the shrimp to look natural oh, going underneath that dock. And basically, it's kind of like yellowtail fishing in the Keys or mangrove fishing in the... It's all... Just watch the line. If that line goes... Yeah. You know, if it goes straight, not ripping off the reel, but if it goes straight and picks up speed for just a second, what you could see in the water, you know, click click the bale over and, and you know, let him come tight on you and set the hook. So are you going to run up and down the intercoastal and look for the cleanest water? Or are you just... I, I, you know, I yes... But I can tell you that there's a couple spots, as in that you and I went to last Friday, the Friday, 
Friday before. Friday before, yes. And I did not go down there. I have him not been back in two weeks because the tide was astronomically high, even on low tide. Mm-hmm. So I have not gone back down there. And even if I can get that to where I could see a little, at least some mud on the bank, then I, I am definitely... Because the fish are there. The fish are still there. It's just presentation. Slow down. Just mm-hmm. let the bait do the work for you. Mm-hmm. All right. We got to take, take a break real quick. When we come back, uh, we can continue on. Captain Leon Dana is going to join us, and we'll find out what he's been doing. But other than that, we'll be right back. You're listening to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Captain Rick Bohr, Captain Scott Shank. Be right back. Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast Show. I'm Captain Richard Ford, Captain Scott Shank, and I believe we got Captain Leon Primetime Dana on the hold. Leon. What's going on, Ricky? Hey, man. Sorry we're a little late on that uh, break. It's all good, brother. It's all good. Hey, Scotty. Good evening, sir. Hello, buddy. How are you? Uh, long day spent. The rest of the afternoon cleaning the boat up so you guys wouldn't bash me too hard on Friday. So oh, yeah. I'm ready to sh- I'm ready to show up sparkling and shining. Dude, that's gonna be so always. much fun. Oh, it absolutely will be. I know. It, I gotta get I gotta get be. who those other phone numbers are. I don't know who those other captains are. I gotta put them in my phone. What do you guys got going on Friday? Um, Captain Larry Minyard has got I think we got the Stellar Group on Friday, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I know he just had it for a while. I, I didn't I ask think what group he's, it was. Well, he told me it was a stellar group. Anyhow, gotcha. we got like a ten boat charter uh, with Captain Larry Minyard and uh, with the Godfather, the yeah. Godfather, yeah. and uh, it's going to be. It's just <laughs> he did though. I'll tell you what. There's very few young bucks. He's got all us old guys and <laughs> stuff fishing. So <laughs> it's, it, it's like a wheelchair party out there on on Friday. It's all us old guys. Uh, fishing oh, on Friday. Gosh, I think like, I think the youngest one is uh is uh Corey. Uh, Corey. Corey's the youngest. Corey's one. the youngest. And Corey's forty three or whatever. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, three people per boat gonna run out there. Uh got an incoming tide right out of the gate. So well, I'm I'll hoping probably... that it's gonna run out a little bit, Leon. It says this is like a seven o'clock tide. I'm hoping that, you know, it's been a little late, so I'm still hoping that we can get, you know, at least a half an hour, 45 minutes still of an outgoing tide. And hopefully well, they, they, I mean, they are on time. <laughs> That's the biggest I mean, thing. think about it. I mean, it's still not going to get that low. I mean, we may get a .5 low, not a negative .5, a .5 low. I mean, today I think it was a .7. I had a low tide this morning at 7 a.m. this morning. I've been tinkering around with a couple spots up in my area. For those that want to know, the valley is still extremely dark. The water is not dirty. It's just dark like Coca-Cola from all the rain that we got the previous week. And I'm still seeing runoff from DDOT Ranch and Davis Park as I go down to ICW. You literally see water. It looks like miniature waterfalls just running off the land into the ICW where I'm fishing and that's what's continuing the darkening of the water. Uh, just like Scotty said, there are fish to be caught. Uh, I'm catching redfish. I am catching, um, speckled sea trout, um, on an incoming tide and Scotty, uh, and 
Ricky, I am using uh, popping corks to catch these with shrimp. And I'm using about an 18 to 20 inch leader with a, uh, a small no brainer, uh, mini brainer circle hook yep. so that I can float them over the uh, oyster beds that I, or little pieces of oysters that I know are in these channels that I'm fishing uh, into these creeks. Uh, it's been too windy this week to, to mainly fish the main channel. So I have been fishing the back creeks, uh, doing my best at the beginning of the uh, incoming tide versus halfway in and full because we're getting flood tides up here. Yeah. There are a lot of people that are still fishing up here in the valley um, doing fly fishing. A lot of fly guides and a lot of uh, people that are chasing um, tails in the marsh have been up here every day. But uh, the reports I got was yesterday it was really good and today it was really poor. So, I mean, that's just a hit in the midst of fishing um, the grass flats. No doubt about that. Um, hey, real quick, real quick. Um, yeah. On Friday, this is that. Now this is at three twelve. Okay. Um, high tide, of course, at one thirty six p.m. in the afternoon. It's a four point seven, and then the low is at seven a.m. and it's a point four. Oh, point four. Yeah, yeah. it's not that low. I mean, not that low. You're going to see some oysters, but you're not going to see mud. You're not no. going to see sand. No, 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 no. no, no. Leon, when you're if you get in dirty water and you're fishing the float rigs across the tops of the oyster bars, do you ever use color? Like try to put a piece of fish bites on a hook with a live shrimp or anything to? I don't know. It just well, seems to me like dark water color would help. Like some. some well, Ricky, are you asking about dirty water as in dirty water or dark colored water? That's like right thing. now, That's the it. water's clean, but it's dark as Coca Cola. Which kind of water are you talking about? You're talking like the sandy, dirty water, like when we, you know, how the how the sand like chews you up, where it's real cloudy. No, I mean, it's, no, I I would just say like, I guess dirty clean would be like, I don't know. Just uh, have you? Do you ever do anything to Canicky? Hmm. Yeah. You mean like Canicky water? Yeah. Yes. Do you ever try to use color as an enticer, as opposed to like the action of the shrimp or, uh, you know, whatever it is that. That you're in sent. dark water. If yes. I'm going to throw artificial, I'm always going to throw a chartreuse or a white, um, a white bait. Gotcha. And it's probably going to be, um, honestly, I think one of the best action baits there is out there is, uh, the, uh, what is it? The fish bite? Yeah. Dirty, boxer. dirty boxers. Yeah. And chartreuse. Holy cow, right. man. Yeah. That big old, that big old fluffy tail. Yep. It's, it's fantastic. And I was going to tell really you is. too, if we're throwing pop corks, our fish over here get scared real quick. You can't get real aggressive like you can on the no, West Coast don't. or Louisiana where you watch shows and they're just wearing that pop of cork out. I mean, every now and again, just a doink to just let, you know, just where you hear a rattle and then just let it glide, you know, right. 15 or 20 feet, doink, mm-hmm. do it again. But you don't want to do no cadence or nothing like that. It's it's a real, you know. I'm not working on like a rattle trap. Right. You don't <laughs> bury the pop of cork underneath the water. You just right. do a real light, no, just enough where you hear the click. That's all you need to yeah, do. Yeah, I agree. I totally agree with you, Scotty. So dark uh, water is more about uh, like the scent or the action of the fish. They can still see in the dark water, but when it's dirty, you what would you do if it's dirty? Do you, it's all about scent, hundred percent, or color? Or I'm going. I'm going with a stinky bait, man. If it's dirty water, yeah. If I'm, in, you know, I'm dealing with a lot of flood water up here at the high tide. And I'm throwing crab up against the grass yeah. because I know the redfish. And what I'm doing is I'm throwing it at little itty-bitty creek mouth openings that 
allow a redfish to go up into the grass. So it's kind of like like a little side road. And I'll put that piece of crab out there in front of it because I know at some point if there's a redfish around him, he may want to go up on that grass. He's going to enter through there. Yeah. So I'm going to give him a piece of bait to take a look at. Yeah. It is. That's what I do. It's just slow and dead bait. You know, even I mean, whether it's a quarter crab or just a, 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 a dead shrimp, a fresh dead shrimp, a chippy like yeah. chip wingo likes to like just kind of barely pinch the head back a little bit where, you know, scent kind of comes out. But yes, if it's real dirty like that, you don't you don't go to like a, a mudman order or whatever. You fish something that's that's stinky. That's yeah. I was using mudman with cool. Scotty earlier this uh, the last two days. No, no, not today. The day before and the day before that, I had mud minnows from uh, Palm Valley, and I never caught a fish on a yep. mud minnow. I caught yep. everything on shrimp. Yep. Sorry, Leon. I was did a boo boo in the beginning of the show. I ran us over and I got yelled at. It's all good, brother. Hey, you guys have a wonderful evening. I'll see you all Friday right. morning, bright and early. Good talking to you, see bright you, Leon. Chipper, bright and chipper. Bye, boys, take care. Bye. All right, let's take a break. Uh, when we get back, we'll be talking to Captain Kip w- Chip Wingo here. <laughs> Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast here on 1010XL. I know it sounds weird, but we're on Wednesday night because tomorrow night is the Jaguars game. They play primetime on Thursday night. So we switched around here, and here we are on Wednesday night. Let's go ahead and talk to Captain Chip Wingo. He's got He's had a little bit interesting week. Chip! What's happening, guys? Hey, hey buddy. How are you? Oh, well, if you want to catch fish right now, I'd come to North Florida. <laughs> Good fish. Well, especially Jacksonville. Wow. Awesome. Wow. What a, a, to 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 be talking about the middle of October. We'll call it the middle of October. I feel safe in saying that. Hey, Chip, we, uh, it, didn't you you fish a tournament this past weekend? Is that right? Saturday? Yeah, I fished the flounder founder. Yeah. So tell us a little yep. bit about that. How'd that go? Uh, it went great. Caught zero flounder and a lot of redfish. <laughs> <laughs> what 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 ended up winning the tournament? Uh, Eddie Cabler had a nine one and a couple others to finish fifteen something. Wow. So he uh, he did a great job. He actually won the tournament the week before too, the triple challenge. So he had a phenomenal couple days. Yeah. Oh. Sounds like. But. It. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he got a fish real early um, in the morning. A big one. They caught a couple other ones. But hold on one second. Skate inside. Sorry, my dog's about ready to go for a little run across through the neighbor's yard. Oh yeah. But uh, <laughs> he uh, he did really well in the tournament. We had a great time. I took Connor out, and uh, Connor fished with me last year, and he placed I think in the top twenty. Connor's a special young man that. That tournament is one of the reasons we do it, but we had a great time. But I tell you what, today was fun. It was, it was those days where you talk about the mullet run, but it's glass minnows just getting absolutely massacred at the jetty. That is crazy. Yeah, and they weren't two to four pounds. They were like the biggest ones were like two pounds. But uh, that's a good size Spanish. Well, I'm just saying, um, the ones that Kirk Waltz called looking at a fish clean table, do they look like they, you know, the first three or four he had, they look like they were monsters. You know, yeah, as far as well, the they're, goes. they're big. It's weird, though. You'll you'll go along and you'll, you'll there's a, you know, how the schools pop up. You're marking them everywhere. 
out, out the tip of the jetties. And all of a sudden, you'll come across the school, and they're all big. And then you drift off, and the current was ripping today. It was it was pretty snotty out there when we were fishing for them. And I had a four-year-old, a seven-year-old, and three adults on the boat. And they're all used to it, and they had a blast. Um, but, uh, I mean, we were hammering the fish. I mean, you know the the flat metal with the mylar on it? Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. A diamond uh, the, yeah, no, it was casting jigs. Uh, Williamson, I think, yeah. is the one that makes them. Yeah, these are made by Tsunami, I think. Okay. But I went through seven of those. Um, I went through maybe 20, 25 jig heads (laughs) to the point where it's like, I'm not putting another soft plastic or another straw on. And the little girl's cup, I reached over her cup and I snatched her straw out of it, started cutting (laughs) it up. She goes, what are you doing? (laughs) Hooking it on the hook and throwing it out there um, for him. But, uh. I've always said that McDonald's, McDonald's straws, McDonald's straws make the the best, best Spanish baits. Yeah. (laughs) Long shank to our hook. I I could just throw a a jig head out there like, we're not going to, I'm like, you're not going to what? And they're like, are you kidding me? But, um, and they came back in shore and had a nice bull red, um, but right now, if you can find birds working on the surface and you can get down below the jacks and the bluefish and the, the ladyfish and, and get down deep enough, um, you know, there's some really nice trout underneath a lot of these uh, schools of bait inshore. Inshore, yeah. Um, so um, Travis Wilson today of River City Charters was fishing by me, and he was hammering me. I was throwing, uh, I was throwing fish bites. And catching fish, but he was throwing uh, all kinds of different stuff, and he had mud minnows, shrimp, and uh, he was getting them down deeper than I was below those other fish, and he was pulling in some decent trout. There was a lot of yellowmouth trout around. I was going to say, the, the, yeah. the speckled trout, when you see those birds working, you'll see the shrimp popping all around, like uh, yeah, yeah, and all that kind of are, stuff. Scotty. Oh, really? So you see the shrimp coming up, and the birds are coming down, swooping after the shrimp, mm-hmm. but if he threw... Yeah, what chip in the first five feet is a speckled trout. Then, if you let the bait sink farther, then the yellowmouth trout are under. It, it was just I, I was and I got involved in that one time, and it was so stinking cool. But you had to follow the birds. It was just like tuna fishing or whatever. It would only go off for just a couple minutes. You got what you got, and then you left the trolling motor in the water and ran to you know maybe had to run three four hundred yards pick up the next set of birds. But oh, it's yeah. it's 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 fun, and I sit there and watch this big old shrimp, and you're going, "Ooh, do I pick up a cast net?" Or because it's not like <laughs> the won't. shrimp are on the bottom, you know. I mean, you can catch them, you know. Uh, they're all up top. The way we fish them is we're fishing up wells and roll downs. If you've got an area that with the incoming tide and it's pushing across eight to ten foot of water, and it drops down into twenty, and then it comes back up, all that bait's getting pushed up by that up well. And they they just go ballistic on it, um, you know, with all the fish being in there and the birds. And it's like you can't miss them. No. You'll see the birds going crazy, and then you'll see the fish popping on the surface. Yeah. I mean, but, it looks uh, like behind a shrimp boat. It's the white birds. Mm-hmm. But it looks like yeah. behind a shrimp boat, how they get all fired up when they're pulling the net up. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Yep. And it's, it is, I mean, it is so fun to watch. Because if it ain't a bird scooping up a shrimp, it's a you know it's a speckled trout or whatever blowing up the top. It's it's fun. I haven't seen all I kept thinking about today catching those Spanish was Ricky. Yes, I was like Ricky would love about 
a hundred of these brined up. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's what I was thinking when, yeah. I, when Scotty told me, I walked in and he told me about it, what's going on up there. I was like, oh boy. <laughs> I just hope go. they come down well, this way. <laughs> I got on them thanks to Captain Kirk Walt because um, I know I sent him a message and he said, it's, it's pretty rough out here. And then he called me back and he said, look, it's laid down enough to where, you know, I think it'll be all right. And uh, we got, you know, a little wet going out with that hard northeast wind blowing. Um, blowing Where did the, that come from? Know, I don't know. <laughs> they call west-northwest today 10 knots. Yeah, tonight. That's what they're calling tomorrow, feet. too. And I, I'm wondering if that's really going to happen. So, yeah, a lot of people going you know, fishing but, tomorrow offshore. I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed when they turn around after 20 miles. We've all seen it. <laughs> Just saying. It's a yeah, lot of getting I up think, early for uh, nothing. Yeah, right. I'm starting again at 10 o'clock tomorrow. I would. So, you I know, would. it's like, other than driving through the traffic, it's worth it, you know. How, now, so, now, now, I know you fished the, the full of bull two, three weeks ago now? Yeah. Um, Have you seen an uptick in them, or is it still kind of A little bit. There? A little bit, but the, uh, the males are, are still producing... You know, but I have. I don't think our bull reds have gotten here yet. Honestly, either that or it's just not going to happen. But because of the fact that we never really, you know, I had that one a couple days. Where I had yes. one day was I caught nine with a young man. Yep. And then the next day we catch zero. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. Uh, What's your water it's, temperature? I don't think they've shown up yet. Seventy three today. Okay. Oh, wow. So, so it's a couple three degrees warmer than we are in San Augustine. Yeah. Well, I mean, it fluctuates with the tide on where you're at. Too, yeah, I get but, it. I get that. I get that. You know, um, but I just don't think they've shown up. There were some nice flounder caught today. There were some great <laughs> sheep's head caught today. Um, mm. You know, there's there's fish to be caught, and this is a good, you know, it's almost like spring, you know, when we have all the big push to baits coming in. Yep. But, I mean, as the whole river was full of glass minnows and shrimps today. See, in so, October and November for me are, uh, you know, outside of it being like March and April again. But these are my, f- uh, as far as inshore fishing, these are my two favoritest months in the world. And then, e- it, depending on temperature, and I think Chip will agree to me, December can be okay, you know, the first week or two. But usually about Christmas, it starts weaning off and you start seeing, you know, you either target sheephead straight up or... You know, you're catching a lot of rat reds, you know, and, 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 and trout and stuff like that, depending on, you know, if you could find them. I mean, after last year, you know, we did not have a great trout season last year. But it's just, gosh, these two months right here, there's still anything going on. The mullet run's still going on. There's still, there's still tarpon being. I've still seen tarpon. Not a bunch. But they're still, tar- you know, they're still tarpon in their coastal waterway and stuff. Yeah. So. Well, here's something funny. Today I had blue crabs, I had croakers, live croakers, small ones, um, and I also had some chunk ladyfish. I could not get a bull red bite on anything but uh, fish bites, um, shrimp strips. That's crazy. Yeah, and we had one on a light rod earlier that smoked us and broke us off, but it was a really that was just a really bizarre thing for me. Is I'm putting down a beautiful. Just smorgasbord of stuff. Size crab. Yeah. What's that? Smorgasbord of stuff between the croakers and the this and the that. Yeah. And you they know. wanted that little piece of inch and a half long fish bite strip. Yeah. The shrimp. Doesn't make any so sense. So it's you know, and I'm like not complaining shrimp, but, about it. Yeah. Save me a lot of money on crabs. But, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, but it's, it's strange how that works, you know, and there's a lot of big flounder being caught right now on that, the six inch curly tail yes. that, uh, the fish bites puts out, you know, not the dirty boxer, but the big one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot of guys jigging it with a, you know, heavier jig head and, yep. and getting it down to the bottom and jigging it around pilings and, you know, rock piles and things of that nature. So great baits. Um, but, I mean, I fished them all yeah. uh, two Saturdays ago up here in Jacksonville. And I mean, I switched around between the dirty boxers and the, I forgot what they even call the big six inch baits. But anyhow, I was swapping around depending on where we were at kind of thing. Just kind of just like testing the waters to see what was around. Because a three pound flounder does not have any problem at all eating a six inch. Uh, well, they'll eat, they'll eat an eight inch mullet. They have no problem eating that. You know. So, you know. But it was but, um, it was fun. It's exciting right now. I mean, to be a guide up here and have know that you can go out in the rod. You know, and if you if your clients aren't just focused on one thing and you can go have some fun. Well, the croaker fishery. Do anyway. It's croaker fisheries. I mean, he you know he's sitting there catching. You know, two pound croakers while he's waiting on a drum, you know, on a on a pool red pipe. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. Hey, and sea bass. I yeah, mean, big sea bass. Legal yeah. sea bass. Is, yeah. You know. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> hey, but Chip, it, I'm glad you're having a good time. It's keeping your mind off of not being in Georgia, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but that, my mind's telling me every day, one day, two, <laughs> I got two days left, you yeah. know, and then I'll be gone for 10. Exactly. So, you know, I'm like, I'm just enjoying the fact the weather's beautiful, the fish are biting, and I'm booked. And yeah, it's driving me nuts that I'm not in Georgia. <laughs> all right, but, I got to uh, take a break. All right, guys, enjoy. Good all right, to you, uh, we'll see you bright and early Friday morning. Looking forward to it. Friday morning it is. You got it, my friend. Be safe. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye. Folks, you're listening to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. 1010 XL here with Captain Rick and Poor. I'm Captain Scott Shank. Be right back. Welcome back to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Captain Ricky Poor, or I'm Captain Scott Shank. Um, real quick, well, I'll do a tides. I'll do a tides for you, Ricky. You're going to do the weather, and being that you're telling me that boats are all loading up, ready to go, you're going to give out the big forecast because that way they get mad at you and not at me. <laughs> Tides, I'm I'm pretty much safe with these, so I'm not really worried about it. Do you ever get mad at the weather forecast, man? All the time. Yeah, me I too. I wish the heck I can have that job. That's probably the only job that in the world that you get paid to screw up. So I have charter guests call me, and they say, hey, I want to go. Are we good? What's the weather looking like for tomorrow? And I'll tell them. It's like, you know. But just because it's saying that it's going to be yeah. this doesn't mean that that's what it's no, going to be. No, I mean, no, And I mean, you know, like tomorrow, uh, low tides at 6 in the morning. High tides at twelve twenty. Um, you're looking at Friday. You're looking at seven in the morning. You're looking at uh, one thirty in the afternoon. Uh, Saturday, um, eight o'clock in the morning. I mean, nice tide to start off with, of course, um, out of St. Augustine. And then a high at two thirty in the afternoon. And then on Sunday, uh, low tides at again a great great weekend tide. Low at nine o'clock, nine fifteen in the morning. High at three forty two p.m. Um, but still keep in mind that we're uh, just because of all the water influx, you know, it just hasn't washed itself away yet. So how quickly do you expect that that will die down next week? The North, it, it looks it, like we got a lot of Northeast. Next well, week. now if you get, yeah, now, if, if, no, if we get a lot of Northeast, no, it's going to be, you won't see oyster beds for a while. All right. We'll, we'll look at that. Go ahead. So it looks like. 
tomorrow is definitely going to be the best day of the next week, it looks like. Um, looking at two-foot seas at nine seconds and almost zero wind, you know, two to six knots is what, what wind finders saying. At what direction? Uh, the, the wind will be out of the north mostly and the swell direction will be out of the east Oof. so that's a opposing so that's a little if if there is more wind than what they're calling for that'll be a choppy sea condition that's what i'm saying i mean i mean just real quick i mean boats. if you get to the boat ramp in the morning you know because i know you and you like the rest of us we get an hour and a half before our charter yeah if that flag's moving you call your clients tell them to stay go back to bed not tomorrow because you're only looking at a two-foot sea um I just don't. I just don't like it when they oppose each other at ninety degrees. Bucking each other is better than opposing. Correct. Uh, well, I'm just saying. Like I told you with, today with Captain Guy Spear, he went out on a two yeah. to six knot wind and came home on a fifteen to twenty. Yeah. So Friday looking like an average of eight to ten knots, uh, two and a half foot seas at eight seconds. Saturday the wind picks up a little bit, still around two and a half, three foot seas at six seconds. You got it up to 12, 14 knots of wind. Then Sunday is pretty much the same, except for sea spacing is going to space out to 11 seconds. So two foot at 11 seconds. That's Sunday will be a pretty nice day. But you got a little bit of wind, and it's changing directions. Well, what I don't like about tomorrow is we've got a cold front coming in tomorrow evening. So if that cold front shows up earlier than what's proposed, welcome to a crappy ride coming home. Yep. Is all I got to tell you. Monday we switch to the northeast. So... Yeah, yeah, next week looks a little blowy. Yeah, it's going to come out of the northeast, and the seas pick up, and it's going to get going to get a little bit. It's going to get ugly. And it should also back the St. Johns River up, anyways. That'll yeah. I don't. I guess pretty well. Well, everywhere. as you heard Captain Chip say it, you know he fishing up there all week. He said that tide is raging coming out of there. Yeah. You know, so I mean, it this time of year, it's if you want to go, I'm not telling you not to, but. It's not like summertime where we got that old 10, 11 o'clock. We go, hell yeah, it's going to fall out and go to glass. It don't do that this time of year. So if you go and you're getting out there and you're getting wet already, it ain't going to get no better. No. So turn around. Or do what you got to do, you know, on the short side of life. And also, this time of year, you got a southerly current flowing out of the Gulf. It's coming out of the south, flowing to the north out of the Gulf Stream. And when the further you get, the more the current picks up. And if you have a north wind that's bucking, that's that's always bad. Yeah, I, I would really like to see to what worse. the boats did today. There was a few big boats that went out to the break today. Uh, when I get done, I'll uh, I'll call them and see what it's like. But I mean, gosh, if it was blowing like that north north northeast like that at fifteen knots. They had a raging tide today. And oh my gosh, I bet you that. I mean, if. It, if it was three to five inside twenty, it way had to be eight eight foot out there on the break. Uh, I don't think the sea condition was that bad, but uh, they definitely had a strong tide for bottom fishing. Which, but that's good for the wahoos and tunas. So if you're gonna yeah, go but it's still eight foot, and you're making turns over around live bottom. Everything I've done that with that high speed stuff, it you get nothing but wet all day long because you're making hard turns. Oh yeah, if you got over the ledge, if you got a raging tide. And the wind and the tide are against each other out on the break. It's not quite time for high speed yet. I, I would. I, I understand, but I'm just still telling you, it doesn't matter. You're working bottom structure. You're not. Yeah. You're not just going. Oh, hey, look, there's a weed line that's 18 miles long. Let's go north to south. Mm-hmm. You ain't doing that. You're going in and out of that ledge. Mm-hmm. 
or over hard bottom or over an artificial reef, whatever it may be, and it doesn't matter. I don't care what you say. I don't care if you're slow trolling or not. I've done it. You're going to get wet. It's going to be ugly out there all day. Yeah. I mean, well, we're not is. supposed to have much wind tomorrow. I think tomorrow's going to be good. Okay. Well, I'll meet you for breakfast. All right. Because <laughs> I got a slight feeling you're going to be back in by 730. I'm not going. So, I, ha- I had I had plans to go tomorrow, but we we shut those plans down. Yeah, I'm just I dude, I'm just telling you, anything end this time of year is not good. I don't care who you are, I don't care. Well, it's just not worth 90% it. Ninety percent of your days are gonna have an end in it. Yeah, well, and I agree with you. Home. By the way, I think you're right, but I think you look at it from a different perspective. You're 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 ready to enjoy the the calm times yes. all the time. Yes. Where I'm all right, still folks. Charging. Thank you all for listening to the Ring Power Fishing Forecast. Don't forget, we're actually on next Wednesday again because it's high school football playoffs. So we'll be back here at the same time next Wednesday from 6 to 7. Don't forget to listen to me, Captain Kirk Waltz, Captain Kevin Favor, this Saturday for the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show. Other than that, we appreciate y'all listening tonight. Y'all have a great night. See ya. See ya.